From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning to you. It's Friday morning, one of our top ten favorite days of the week. And TGIF, or as our friends at McDill would say, Tango Golf India Foxtrot. And we're all back together again, briefly, for one day here. Jack Harris and Katie Vicino and James Berlander, as Katie's going to be gone again next week. No! We're going to lose her for another week. I'll be back Friday. Oh, you'll be back Friday. One day next week. You give me one day. So one in a week from now, you'll be coming back. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> oh, my. How am I going to survive without you? You're doing more traveling than I used to do. I know. I feel like that right now. And I only have one more trip coming up for like two days, and then I'm done for a while. No more trips planned. <laughs> well, welcome home here at least for a day. And if you want to join the conversation, you can do so at 800-969-9352, or you can text us at 82945. Oh, God! Wow! <laughs> oh, that was awesome! There's confetti flying all over the place here. <laughs> that was Everyone incredible. may not know, but this weekend is Jack's birthday, so we have some birthday surprises planned for him today. He just got yes. shot with a confetti cannon. Well, I didn't shoot it at him, but... Well, it's going to take a while that to clean amazing. this up. That was amazing. It went all over the place. It scared me. I went to record it, but the explosion this confetti cannon made made me drop my phone, so I don't know what video I'll have for all of you listening, but I'll have something, I think. And so the top story of the day, Jack birthday well i don't think so i think i almost gave him and i a heart attack <laughs> goodness that was about loud me, all of a sudden a gunshot and then it did sound like a gunshot i'm sorry i didn't expect it to make that noise and then this stuff all over i mean there are little oh yeah there's confetti everywhere paper all over the place we apologize here. in advance to the cleaning stuff <laughs> <laughs> problem is i don't have the heart to leave it for the cleaning uh, stuff uh, so i'll be cleaning this up for four hours it's uh, fine you. it's your birthday almost so that's well, worth it almost we've gotten as far as i have i guess it's worth celebrating <laughs> i figured you didn't want to come in on your actual birthday you wanted to have the weekend to yourself so we celebrated today i won't be here next week so selfishly uh, i wanted to celebrate today well i appreciate it for sure <laughs> yeah and i gotta thank our good friends at banco overhead doors who uh sent us a big birthday cake That's so tall yeah looks incredible delicious as always yeah whoops got a little confetti on it Ah, there, we got it off. <laughs> oh, my. Well, what a way to start a day. <laughs> <laughs> no more heart attack surprises today, I promise. <laughs> At least not for me. I can't promise for anyone else. Oh, my. In case you missed it, <laughs> the Rays beat the Jays 11 to nothing yesterday. And one ended up winning three out of five over uh, Toronto. But uh, they still trailed them a half game. And they're home this weekend beginning, I think it's this afternoon, although it might be tonight, against the Rangers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in New Orleans on Sunday at 4. And they'll finally be home the following Sunday. They take on the Packers here at 4 p.m. So it's great to get football back. I love it. And uh, we've got FSU at Louisville Saturday night, and um, USF is at the Gators, Florida Gators, Saturday afternoon. Great time of the year. Enjoying that. Well, we got baseball and football. Can't beat it. It's a great time. Well, one of the things we've got to talk about here in a minute is the busloads of illegal immigrants that have been shipped up to the northeast and we'll talk about that two loads of them texans are sending them up to uh up to washington dc and governor DeSantis sent two plane loads to martha's vineyard that's where um a lot of rich white people have summer homes and even reside there 
and they're getting busloads of uh, illegal immigrants now. And I'm glad that story calls them illegal in- immigrants because some of these stories call them undocumented immigrants. They're not undocumented. They're lawbreakers. They're illegal. They're in the country illegally. I don't know why they don't get that through their boneheaded heads. They're illegal immigrants. Anyway, it's 5-11. Time to check in with John Thomas and traffic. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 15 minutes after 5, quarter after 5 here on a Friday morning, we've got Chris Trinkman here from the newsroom. And what's happening this morning, Chris? Good morning, Jack. Well, the governor's decision to relocate illegal immigrants disqualifies him from being governor. That's what Democratic nominee for governor Charlie Chris said. <laughs> the governor put dozens of illegals on two planes to Massachusetts, Chris calling the move inhumane and politically motivated. There are also other governors uh, from Democratic states uh, wondering if there were any laws broken here. Apparently, there's some questions about uh, what was told to these migrants uh, before they got on the plane, what was promised to them. And there are some trafficking laws that uh, are on the federal books that don't allow you to you know, use deceptive means to move people around the country. Yeah, they don't know yet if there was anything deceptive done. And apparently, they're going to have to go to these illegals, a bunch of lawbreakers, to find out whether or not DeSantis broke the law. That's kind of weird. The other issue, too, is that these migrants were not in Florida. They came from Texas and were flown to Martha's Vineyard from there. And there are questions as to whether Florida's taxpayer dollars should be uh, allocated for that kind of uh, fund, you know, that kind of spending. Should we be spending money on migrants that are in other states uh, when that money is set aside for illegals in Florida, not in Texas? Yeah, the... uh thing is the illegals are costing us all across the country particularly in places like florida obviously in texas in a big way and now they're saying okay you folks that want the open borders here you pay for them yeah yeah that's right that's what they're that's sort of the end game by moving them to a place like massachusetts yeah but but they didn't come from florida they came from texas yeah. So what is Governor DeSantis of Florida doing in that scenario? That's that's one of the questions he didn't really answer yesterday when he uh, talked about it up in the Florida panhandle. Yeah, so, a couple of bus loads were sent from, uh, f- from Texas up to the uh, U.S. Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C. That's up on Connecticut Avenue, and that's where the vice president lives. It's yeah. In a, gated community where the uh, naval observatory is and her home is right next to the observatory and that's where the migrants a bunch of migrants were sent say okay that's right president harris you want to have them here here you got them those migrants were sent though by governor abbott of texas not by governor desantis oh yeah yeah abbott sent them there and desantis sent his up to martha's vineyard which is very very white (laughs) <laughs> well, that's right. But they weren't his, though, Jack. These were uh, Texas's migrants. So that's sort of the question here. Uh, why weren't Florida migrants involved if uh, the governor was going to be sending them up there? And those are questions that uh, you know have yet to be answered. So a special master is being appointed to review the documents seized from former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. A veteran New York federal judge, Raymond Deary, was selected to act as the independent arbiter while they review these sensitive materials. He was put forward as a possible candidate by Trump, and the decision was backed by the Justice Department. So we'll see what this guy comes up with when he goes through all that stuff that was taken out of the Mar-a-Lago estate. That's going to end up in the courts for a long, long time, even maybe past 2024. Who knows? But it's going to be in the courts for a long time. It's possible. The situation here is that the justice department was denied the opportunity to move forward with their investigation you know they seized those documents as part of a case against trump and the judge has ordered the uh, the investigation essentially frozen until uh, these documents are reviewed by the special master so they tried to uh, get that order lifted but the judge uh, refused so that means they can't use any of the documents as part of their case 
as of right now. Yeah. So there's a push to increase transportation funding in Hillsborough County. The All for Transportation group held a campaign kickoff event last night in Ebor, and they're asking voters to approve a 1% sales tax hike. That money would be used to pay for road and public transit projects. The uh, proposal is essentially the same as the one that was passed by voters four years ago, but the state Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional. And there's still a debate as to what should be done with the money that had been collected from that particular tax increase. Yeah, we need to get good public transportation, not just buses. There's some people who don't like to ride on buses. Yeah. But they need something like a metro system, a rail system that goes throughout the entire Bay Area. I know uh, Clearwater's made some moves on getting, uh, what do you call them, the gondolas. Yeah. And things like that. But uh, although gondolas are fun, great for tourists, we need something that'll move people from one part of the county to the other part of the county so they don't have to take their cars to work. They can ride public transit to work, and that would require rails. I'm in favor of the air taxi, personally. I I love that. Wouldn't wouldn't mind just being flown around, but it is an issue, Jack, and it's been a problem in Hillsborough and other cities in Florida for a long time. With all these people moving here, the roads just can't handle it all. It seems like any time we have a little bit of an accident, you know, the whole city shuts down. I know. That's why we need public transit. Yeah. And so that's going to be one of the big issues. But there are a number of people who just don't believe in that sort of funding from taxpayers because they're concerned that when you when it's all said and done, it's a huge expense. And then if nobody rides it, it then becomes like a boondoggle because you spend all this money and then these you know stations or the buses sit around empty and you haven't improved anything on the roadways. Yeah. And I don't know that you're going to have that many people riding the buses. That's right. I mean, buses are not popular. And and then you can look at what happened in Atlanta, where they spent billions of dollars expanding their highway system. And by the time the project was all done, so many people had moved to Atlanta during that time that the roads were all congested again anyway. Yeah. Despite the new roads. So it's, you know, it's just a very difficult issue. If you've tried to drive through the Atlanta area within the last three or four years, it is murder, I'll tell you. Sure is. But so is Miami and so is Orlando, and so is Tampa. So, yes, indeed. You know, we got a lot of things that we got to figure out to to make it easier for folks, especially if people are going to continue to move to Florida at the rate they have been in the last couple of years. And they probably will. And Chris will have more coming up here in about eight minutes at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's five twenty-eight on. No, make that five twenty-two. <laughs> got six more minutes. <laughs> Record that, and then you can play it in six minutes, James. Will do. It's 522, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. The latest headlines, weather, and traffic every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And Katie Vicino and James Berland are all on board here, too, this morning. We're happy to report. Let's go to the phones here, and Kevin in Thanota Sassa with some comments on our uh, immigrants and where they are. What's up, Kevin? Hey, good morning, and happy early birthday to you. Oh, Um, thank you. I just wanted to say it's laughable that these people are all concerned about the law now. Ooh, some laws might have been broken by sending them up there. I mean, they're giving them phones, money, everything. They're shipping them all over where they want to. You know, they're inviting these people in. And they're breaking the law, and now they're worried about if some laws were broken. It's ridiculous. All they're trying to do is increase their voter rolls. It's it just uh, it's frustrating, you know. So, I, I think you have really on. nailed it, Kevin, that the laws have already been broken by them coming in here, and then they're getting all this free stuff. Americans aren't getting all that free stuff, but these people are, and that's just crazy, but that's... A very good observation, Kevin, and thanks for calling. We appreciate it. I think he pretty well nailed it. And that's going to be interesting to see about those two buses that arrived at the uh, Naval Observatory at the Vice President's house. See how Vice President Harris, who said, we don't have a border problem at all. See how she deals with that. 
It's 528 on AM Tampa Bay. Keeping you up on what's trending, here's the AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino. And at 537, what do we have trending this morning? Well, you know, I love to kick it off with the national days because there's always something to celebrate. Oh, yeah. It is Mayflower Day today. National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day, which underrated. Cinnamon Raisin Bread is very good. Yeah. I don't get it often, like once every 10 years, so I've had it maybe twice in my life, but it is very tasty. Also, National Play-Doh Day. And hear me out here. All of us know what Play-Doh tastes like, right? I, I was saying this yesterday. Play-Doh? <laughs> yes, Play-Doh. The, stu- the little stuff that kids play with. I can still smell it in my nose. I feel like every child at one point who has played with Play-Doh has stuck it in their mouth and knows it is overwhelmingly salty. I said that to someone the other day and they thought it was crazy. Like, you know what Play-Doh tastes like? I was like, don't pretend you don't. <laughs> I guess I've heard of and, well, I know I've heard of it and seen Play-Doh, but that was way after my time as a kid (laughs) yeah that's fair it's fair for you not to have known what it tastes like but james you've tasted play-doh right oh i can't i remember putting it in my nose when i was a kid Uh, well that that i didn't do Uh, i guess (laughs) i guess we just stuck it in different orifices i don't i don't know also today at jack national guacamole day holy Holy guacamole (laughs) (laughs) that was really well done very nice (laughs) <laughs> I saw that today and I was like, I have to get, I gotta let Jack know. Do you actually like guacamole? No, right? Uh, it's not something you eat. I think I've had it a couple of times. I mean, I'm not excited about it. I just like that that's the catchphrase. Holy guacamole. Holy gua- Yeah, we started that catchphrase way back in the, I guess in the 70s or early 80s or Holy something. Guacamole. On the morning show. Holy guacamole. <laughs> I like it. Makes me smile. I saw this trending online, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Reddit, which is an online forum, asked users, what are some discontinued things or items that you really, really want brought back? And thousands of people weighed in. Some people said they want the McDonald's real dollar menu to come back when things were a dollar. Same thing with Taco Bell. They missed the... You know, the value menu. Someone said Borders bookstores. I don't remember those bookstores. I don't. Oh, Borders, oh, yeah. yeah. They, they were uh, kind of almost like Barnes and Noble. Yeah, they were a big, yeah. big deal. At were one they in time. the malls? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do think I really liked them. And they had like games and stuff too, just like Barnes oh, and yeah. Nobles. Yeah, okay. I do remember those. Someone said Butterfinger BBs. Those were a certain candy that existed for a while. And I did love those. I never had BBs. I've had Butterfingers before. I love Butterfingers, the regular mm. Butterfingers. I said they... shoot BBs. That's about it. <laughs> Not the same thing, but hey, bring back the days of where you just went outside and shot BB guns exactly. at cans, too. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Someone also said old school Pizza Hut when they always had the salad um, salad menu, the salad buffet. You had a pizza buffet, and then you like played games. I do miss old school Pizza Huts. I oh, think yeah. they brought back the salad bar, I think. Really? That would Pretty be great. Sure. I need to go check now. I just remember that as a kid. You went to the buffet, and you got the salad bar and pizza, and there was like a couple desserts on it, like some pudding. I don't know. Amazing chocolate Haven't pudding. been there in a while. Mm. Well, that's what's trending with Katie, and it's 540, and here's what's trending in traffic with John Thomas. From the Moss Nissan Traffic Center, we have an accident in Hillsborough. It's on Hillsborough Avenue and Memorial, then up north. Accident, lanes blocked, I-75 southbound at Cortez Boulevard. This traffic report is sponsored by Blindster. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com. John Thomas, News Radio, WFLA. Jack, Katie, and James, every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it's 5.53 on AM Tampa Bay. And joining us right now is Rory O'Neill, our NBC News Radio reporter. And this report brought to you by Fitzgerald Automotive. And Rory, we've talked about it this morning, but uh, the migrant shuffle... Uh, sending illegal immigrants from border states to the northeast and some have been sent back here to florida but of course the governor is sending them up north but um there's a lot of controversy over this 
Yeah, and this is the, the funny shuffle part. Uh, Governor DeSantis arranged flights to take migrants who were in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, 50 of them on two different planes. They flew into Florida with a stop in North Carolina, then landing in Martha's Vineyard, where these seven families that include four children between three and eight years old uh, were left without warning for the people there to deal with. Uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor of Texas are saying, look, this is the kind of situation we deal with all the time. See how you like it. Some questions are being raised about why Florida taxpayers are footing the bill to take migrants who are in San Antonio, Texas, uh, and put them in Martha's Vineyard. But uh, we'll, we'll still see what the cost of this program has been and, and what other intentions there are for it. Yeah, this is uh, very controversial. And, and Texas sending them up to the Naval Observatory where the vice president lives in Washington, D.C., they're sending groups of them up there, too, and kind of like right. saying, uh, you said there's no border crisis? Well, here, you deal with it. You handle it. Yes, and buses up to New York as well. What's interesting, though, is that with this shuffle of, of migrants, you know, many of the people on, that pl- on those planes to Martha's Vineyard were from Venezuela. So they can legally seek asylum because of the political turmoil in Venezuela, and they'll get TPS, Temporary Protected Status, because they're from Venezuela. But the largest community of Venezuelans outside Venezuela is in South Florida. So in many cases, these people are trying to get to South Florida, where, where they are legally allowed to be uh, under the current asylum laws. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And it's going to be in the courts for a long time, I do believe. Right. And there are no courts on Martha's Vineyard. So they have to figure yeah. out a way to get them out of ferry over to Boston, ultimately, and, uh, and try to handle them there. Hey, one other quick thing here, too. A new report says that customs officials have copied Americans' phone data on a massive scale. What's that all about? Yeah, there's a program that's now caught the eye of Congress where uh, a customs and border protection agent can take your phone, your iPad, tablet, uh, even your laptop, uh, just simply scan it, maybe do what they call a basic search, sort of thumb through your phone. But if there's something they don't like, they'll just copy the whole thing. And they've done this to about 10,000 of these devices each year. They do it without a search warrant. Uh, and in the past, judges have been uh, sort of turning an eye to customs agents, giving them a bit more broader brush than, say, a police officer who would want to do the same kind of thing with that information without getting a warrant. Uh, but now the, the customs and border can hang on to this information for 15 years. And it's of tens of thousands of people. We don't know exactly how many, uh, but it's a number that keeps growing. Oh, wow. And this is this is interesting time to be alive for sure. But Rory <laughs> O'Neill, our NBC News reporter um, on Twitter at Radio Rory, and the report brought to you by Fitzgerald Automotive. At Fitzgerald, it all begins with a low price in writing posted on the window of every car. Transparency and trust. That's the Fitz way. And thank you, Rory. We'll talk to you hey, Monday. Hey, happy birthday, Jack. Thank you, Happy sir. Happy birthday, Jack. Thank you. It's 557 on AM Tampa Bay. From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning, Friday morning, one of our top ten favorite days of the week as we engage in masticating the news and expectorating the stuff you can use. Jack Harris... Katie Bacino and James Berlander all on board. Hello. Yep, we're going to be missing Katie next week. We, we don't have to like remind ourselves right now that we're going to be depressed next week. You're right. You guys are going to be great. I have total faith in you. Uh, you know. I'll be depressed all weekend. No. Be, I'm going to be crying all week. Oh, goodness. <laughs> don't leave us, Katie. <laughs> yep, she's taken off. Well, I mean, it could get canceled, in all honesty. I'm supposed to go to Turks and Caicos on a work trip. I know, rough life. But there is a storm heading straight to those islands right now. So at any moment, I could get the call that it's called off. So maybe you'll be stuck with me. But as of now, I'm well, taking off. Well, I, I hate to wish a storm on them, but you're going to force me to do that. <laughs> wow. Hey, we got some birthdays, first of all. Just, uh, well, three of them here. Russ Meyerson, Russ Meyerson, who uh, used to be here at Channel 8 and 
for a long time now. He's been out in California, but I think he listens to us at least occasionally on our iHeart app because I hear from him from time to time. So happy birthday, Russ. Yvonne Fry in Plant City and Michael Pendergast, a retired military. And I think he might have worked for the sheriff's office, but happy birthday to Russ, Yvonne, and Michael. And have you all got any birthdays? I do have a couple birthdays. I have Glenn Taverney, which is my best friend's dad, Natalie Guillermo, Ron Halimar, and Matthew Dupree. And then a very special happy birthday, I would like to say this weekend, Mr. Jack Jack Harris. Harris. (laughs) And James and I have put together a song for you. We have. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jack. Happy birthday to you. And many, many, many more. I feel like a lot of people just turned their radio off. Sorry. <laughs> I hope we didn't lose a lot of listeners over that. It's over. The song is done. <laughs> you can turn it back up. <laughs> well, we got a few. Little Johnny attended a horse auction with his father. He watched as his father move from horse to horse, running his hands up and down the horse's legs and rump and chest. And after a few minutes, Johnny asked, Dad, why are you doing that? His father said, well, because when I'm buying horses, I have to make sure they're healthy and in good shape before I buy. And Johnny looked worried and said, Dad, I think the UPS guy wants to buy Mommy. And uh, our apologies for that. And then... That's so dirty, Jack. <laughs> well, then this one sent by the professor. Um, and he's big on Halloween anyway, but why are ghouls always on the lookout for demons? Hmm. Katie? Because demons are a ghoul's best friend. Oh. <laughs> Well, enough of that. Have you all got a quick joke? Oh, whoops, I forgot to microphone. turn on my microphone. I do not have a joke handy. Uh, why did the Invisible Man turn down the job offer? He couldn't see. No, let's see. I don't know why. You were so close, he couldn't see himself doing it. Oh, uh, you were on the right track. <laughs> you almost had it. I was so close. All right, one more. I'm starting a new dating service in Prague. It's called Checkmate. <laughs> Prague, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> I Checkmate. <get> it. <laughs> All right, with our apologies, 11 after 6, and time to check in with John Thomas in traffic. It's all about the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, and he knows it all best. Let's go to Kevin Carr for the latest movie news and reviews on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 6.15, our fat guys at the movies guy, Kevin Carr, is on board here now. And, Kevin, I see we've got a uh, comedy. There is a new comedy, yes. It is called Confess, Fletch, and that is sort of an attempt to restart the Fletch series that started out back in the 80s with Chevy Chase playing the classic detective. Yeah, is it still uh, Chevy Chase? John Hamm stepping into the role. Who is? John Hamm from, uh, he was in, uh, he was in Mad Men. He's best known for Mad Men. Um, he's, uh, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, he was also in, he was in, um, Top Gun this summer. He played, uh, Tom Cruise's commanding officer. Mm. Uh, also, you probably see him on the, uh, the, the ads with the, the flow, with, uh, flow from the progressive ads where he's been dating her, and it, it, that, that's kind of funny. I think Tom Hanson's a hilarious guy. I mean, I think he actually, uh, has, has some real comedic act, acting chops. So I think it's good that they're giving him a chance, because generally he's known for more dramatic stuff. And of course, he plays the character of Fletch, who's a, a old investigative journalist who, is now a private investigator trying to clear his name from a murder suspect uh, and a bit of art thievery. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a basic story like that. It's not 
it's not as punchy as the Chevy Chase stuff from the eighties, but it it's still kind of a fun little romp of a story. Uh, not as big of a story, a little bit more like a TV movie type flavor to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, if, if you if you miss the the kind of comedy you got with Fletch, uh, this one this one's actually kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I really like Chevy Chase playing the role of Fletch. I mean, he was excellent in that. But uh, yeah. as you say, if you got another good comedian coming in there, that'll make it a comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, what is this other one here? The Woman King. The Woman King is a, a historical sort of action drama. Uh, it, it actually takes place in West Africa, which has a, 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 a this one kingdom there has a, a unique or a, an elite fighting force that's all women, and that's uh, it's actually based in fact on these uh, on, on these uh, these. The, the this this uh, group of women and they f- protected this uh this one uh, kingdom for like you know 200 years it takes place in the mid eight or early 1800s where uh Viola Davis stars as the uh the woman who's in charge of this of this company and they're trying to help protect their kingdom uh from Europeans who are coming over for the slave trade um it it's it's not uh, it, it it has some really interesting stuff in there, although it does run a little bit long and it's a little more convoluted uh, in terms of plot than it really needs to be. Um, the, the biggest problem is the cinematography is it's very dark. There's this tendency in cinematography to like backlight everything, and so it's kind of hard to tell what's going on and who's doing what and dialogue. Uh, so um, while it starts in the right place, it does have some uh, holes in it, we'll say. The Woman King, and of course we've got in England now a man queen. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he finally got a job. Yeah, maybe they can make a new movie now, The Man Queen. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin Carr, our Fat Guys at the Movies guy. That would be fatguysatthemovies.com and on Twitter, at Kevin Carr. And we'll talk to you next Friday, Kevin. All right, sounds good. We'll talk to you then. You got it, and bring us a comedy. Got to have a comedy. By the way, this is um, something that's really caused a controversy, and Governor DeSantis is among 22 Republican governors asking President Biden to ditch the loan forgiveness plan. President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, I mean, there are lots of students, of course, who loved it, but that thing is very controversial because you've got so many people that work so hard to pay their way through college with no help whatsoever. They worked and were able to pay their way through college, and now they're having to pay other kids' ways through college. And they're very angry about it, understandably. Uh, you know, the fact that it's going to be a burden on your taxes to pay for these kids' education. I think people like Katie and I should get free college or have people pay for our college because we work our asses off. Well, that's true. <laughs> you do that. How come we don't get a break? Well, I don't know, but there are a lot of people. and I mean, I saw stuff all over the weekend on Twitter and Facebook about people very upset about this saying, you know, I've worked my butt off. And to pay my way through college or to pay my kids' way through college, and now all of a sudden I'm going to be taxed and have to pay other kids' ways through college, and they don't have to do doodly squat. And that was just a dumb thing to do on the part of many. But we'll see how it plays out. Anyway, it's 6.20 on AM Tampa Bay and time for traffic with John Thomas. Live on 99.1 FM in Pasco County. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it's 624 on AM Tampa Bay. And Aaron Real joins us now, our NBC News radio reporter. And uh, Aaron, there's so much economic uncertainty right now. But I understand there's a new asset class that's surging, surging and that's 
luxury goods. Why would that be? Yes, so this one is pretty incredible. Luxury goods seems like a really good place to park your money in these times of incredible uncertainty. So according to the Bordeaux Index, that's a wine and spirit merchant, whiskey prices rose 12% in the first six months of the year. That's compared to the roughly 25% slump in the S&P. Meanwhile, the value of gold was only up 1%. And also Credit Suisse, they released a report that showed that handbags are a haven when inflation is rampant like it is now. So apparently Chanel purses increased in value by 17% year over year. That's a really good store of value, um, frankly. And and actually, one incredible story, There's this was reported in the New York Post, a former managing director of the investment firm Blackstone, very big firm, she left the company and decided to put much of her equity in Hermes Birkin bags. Now, these are wildly expensive handbags, but just to give you an example, she she took a Birkin blue jean 35-centimeter bag that she bought online for $3,000. She then, quote, flipped it and sold it for $12,000 about two weeks later. So you do the math. That's a pretty good return on investment. What was <laughs> that? She, she sold or flipped? Yeah, so she bought the bag for $3,000 and then sold it for 12000 only weeks after buying it. And what kind of bag was that? <laughs> it's a Birkin bag it's an Hermes bag a Birkin blue jean bag specifically it's called the blue jean bag but she actually says that the exotic skin models crocodile things of that nature she expects them to appreciate the most by around 30 to 40 percent I, I don't know about you but if I could get a 30 to 40 percent guaranteed return on my investment I'd do it no <laughs> oh, I'd do it in a hurry yeah I mean my kids have to go to college that's a big deal <laughs> oh man I'll say yeah, so so this is just very interesting. Also, fine wine. That's another one. So Robert Parker's vintage rating system, it's called the Wine Advocate. It's really been key to ascribing this numerical value to a wine, and it really kind of helps those finance types compute what wine's value is, in, like an asset or like any stock. So basically the average um, ROI on a wine in recent years is around 30 to 35 percent obviously depends on the bottle but just to give you an example if, if you bought a 1961 Petru in 1965 for 80 dollars it's worth 5500 dollars today so 5500 yes but you Lord. had to have purchased it back in 1965 but the point being if you have time patience and enthusiasm for this sector there is real value there oh my lord that is incredible <laughs> Right? I know, I know. It kind of shocked me too. And and you you get to own fancy things in the process. So it's not a bad a bad deal. Also, uh there's a sneaker company. It's called Rares. People really seem to love sneakers. They're willing to shell out six figures for really special pairs. And actually with Rares, you can buy a fractional investment in these specialty sneakers. So basically you buy these shares of these six figure plus sneakers and the shares are when they're sold, you reap the rewards. Man. Well, we'll have I to know. reinvest there in Real. I know. Rethink this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Our NBC News radio reporter, and we'll talk to you Monday, Aaron. Thanks, Jack. Have a great day. You too. It's 628 on AM Tampa Bay. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 637... Uh, it's Katie here with our dope of the day. The biggest dope ever. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but this guy is a complete moron. He's 40-year-old Daniel Stelmacher II. I needed to tell me that he was the second. So he is a man from Michigan, and apparently he'd never heard that criminals never return to the scene of a crime. You don't do that. You just don't do it. So he stole some lottery scratch-off tickets. Not sure how he did it, but he stole them from a convenience store, and he won $100 on one of them. He was super excited, but the problem was he took the stolen ticket and tried to cash it in at the same place he stole it from. <laughs> like, I mean, 
how stupid can you be? Surely there are other convenience stores near you that cash in lottery tickets. I'm not even faulting him for stealing the lottery tickets. I'm, he's a moron for that. But he gets our dope of the day title today because he tried to take them to the same store. You don't do that. The store owner remembered him as the person who was asking in January what would happen if she sold him a lo- winning lottery ticket without scanning it and it would wound and it wound up a winner. So he had been inquiring about all this for months and it, it dawned on the store employee. As soon as she saw him come in to claim it, she was like, that's definitely who stole the lottery tickets. And it was. <laughs> and that's our dope of the day. It's a 10 year sure. felony in that state. This is a Michigan. <laughs> that's a big charge. Oh, that's very true. I'm sure. He's going to pay way more than a hundred dollars to get out of that one. Hey, I've got to thank our good friends at Banco Overhead Doors who uh, sent us a huge cake. Uh, It's a birthday cake. It looks incredible. I'm about to have a slice. Oh, yeah. What did you try it? I know Katie raves about it each time they send one. It's so good. Yeah, I don't know where this came from, but the, the cake is outstanding. It's huge. They probably bake it right in their shop themselves <laughs> they have a kitchen in the back i want to know how they transport it so in the box in case you haven't seen it on our facebook page yet in the box the cake is taller than the box so i have no idea how they actually transport it <laughs> well they got it here somehow it's incredible but thanks to banco overhead doors that's a mighty good cake too hey by the way let me see if we'll have time to talk about it I want to talk about the line for Queen Elizabeth II's viewing. They say that thousands of mourners waited for hours Thursday in a line that stretched for nearly four and a half miles across London. Oh, wow. So they could spend just a couple of minutes filing past her coffin while she lays in state at Britain's Parliament. And King Charles III spent the day in private reflecting on his first week on the throne. And there was an English guy back here in our newsroom when I got here this morning. Did you get a chance to meet him, James? Oh, Patrick? Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, here for a few months now. Yeah. He just leaves really early. But he was talking about, I think he said if he uh, had been over there, he'd have probably been in line. Can you imagine four and a half miles? And no, I if I see more than fifteen minutes on a ride for a roller coaster, I don't ride it. Forget about it. Not that the, I'm comparing the Queen to the roller coaster. I'm I am sure I would stand in a much longer line for the Queen, but not four miles. I'm sorry. But some people waited more than ten hours. It's insane for the chance to say goodbye to the Queen. Like two of my work days. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. Ten or well, let's see, five of my work days. <laughs> well, anyway, it's six forty-one on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and see how long the traffic lines are. Happy birthday, Jack! Have Thank a great you. weekend. Now, taking a look back at this day in history on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at six forty-five, before we go to this day in history. Want to go to the uh, phones here, Chris? Uh, what's on your mind this morning? Uh, hi there, Jack. Howdy. Hi. I just wanted to say happy birthday from all of us here at Kojax. Oh, all right. That's a, some great stuff there. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I've been seeing you since I was a little kid. Ever since you went to the Expo Hall and Brandon Town Center, that's now uh, Panera Bread. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, Chris. Appreciate it. We got uh, this day in history presented by the Duncan Duo. And in 1776, in the American Revolutionary War, the Battle of Harlem Heights is fought up around Jersey. 1779, in the Revolutionary War, the Franco-American Siege of Savannah begins. 1810, with the Grito de Dolores, Father Miguel Hidalgo began Mexico's fight for independence from Spain. 1880, the Cornell Daily Sun printed the first issue in Ithaca, New York, and it's the U.S.'s oldest continuously independent college daily. 
1893, settlers make a land run for prime land in the Cherokee Strip in Oklahoma. Been a couple of movies about that. 1908, the General Motors Corporation is founded. 1920, the Wall Street bombing. A bomb in a horse wagon explodes in front of the J.P. Morgan building in New York City, killing 38 and injuring 400. 1945, World War II, the Japanese occupation of Hong Kong comes to an end. 1959, the first successful photocopier, the Xerox 914, is introduced in a demonstration on live TV from New York City. 1961, the U.S. National Hurricane Research Project drops eight cylinders of silver iodide into the eyewall of Hurricane Esther. Wind speed reduced by 10%, which gave rise to Project Storm Fury. I'm not familiar with that one. 1966, the Metropolitan Opera House opened at Lincoln Center in New York City with a world premiere of Samuel Barber's opera, Anthony and Cleopatra. 1987, the Montreal Protocol is signed to protect the ozone layer from depletion. 1992, the trial of the deposed Panamanian dictator Manuel Noriega ends in the U.S. with a 40-year sentence for drug trafficking and money laundering. 2004, Hurricane Ivan makes landfall in Gulf Shores, Alabama as a Category 3 hurricane. 2013, a gunman kills 12 people at the Washington Navy Yard. 2019, five months after the COVID-19 stock market crash, an overnight spike in lending rates in the U.S., prompts the Federal Reserve to conduct operations in the repo market. 1887, letters to and from Tampa are fumigated during the yellow fever epidemic. And this would be tomorrow, since we won't be here, but in 1855, on 9-17-1855, citizens vote to seek reincorporation of Tampa they had voted to abolish the city back in 1852, three years prior to that. And finally, 9-17-1839, the birth date of William B. Henderson, one of the founders of Tampa's Board of Trade. And still today, we have a uh, boulevard named after him, Henderson Boulevard in Tampa. And that's our Today in History, presented by the Duncan Duo. Get your career booming by being a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now and join the Duo.com. It's 6.50 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in with John Thomas and traffic. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it's 6.53 on AM Tampa Bay. Um, I want to thank everybody for the birthday wishes, and I especially want to thank Banco Overhead Doors for that fantastic cake. But um, also, Sylvia Elliott, our other listener in Dunedin, and Mary Lou Mobley, who used to be a part of our team years ago. And, um, well, too many others to mention, but... And you got a very special birthday message. Uh, and I'll let you guess who this is. Happy birthday, Jack. Have a great weekend. That came in on our talkback feature on our iHeartRadio app. That sounds familiar. Who is that? It is my mom. Oh, your mom. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to her, definitely. And got a bunch of them on... Uh, on my phone here, a bunch of birthday wishes, too. But um, anyway, glad to make it as far as I did. I think I'm the oldest morning show guy in the country. Well, you're still going, Jack. 
Babe, we got, uh, what are you all doing this weekend, by the way? I leave on Sunday for Turks and Caicos, and I don't no. really have any plans before that. Probably just going to take it easy, make sure everything I need is packed up and ready to go. Yeah, and that's down in the Caribbean, right? You know, honestly, I don't know. I know it, it's a British island there. somewhere. It's somewhere down there. Yeah. In the Atlantic Ocean, that's where it is. Yeah, it's where the uh, the hurricanes now headed, or tropical storm, I think it is. Yeah. Still. But, uh, well, we wish you the best on that. You're going to be gone all week. Yes, I am gone Sunday to Thursday. I'll be back with you on Friday. Uh-huh. Hopefully. And, Hopefully. <laughs> well, that'll be good. We look forward to Friday then. Yep, yep. And how about you, James? For me, I've got a DJ gig tonight, then I'm going to relax and maybe uh, visit some family and friends this weekend. Well, that's good. Maybe do some cooking. Where's your DJ gig tonight? Uh, that's up in uh, Hernando County. So, oh, okay. Small little club up there. Well, that's great. It's my hometown, so I like to visit. Your hometown, Hernando? Yep, Spring Hill. Oh, Spring Hill? Yep, Spring Hill. In Hernando County? Yep. Yeah, there's a town of Hernando as well. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Joy's setting up a birthday weekend for me in Sarasota. So Ooh la la. I love Sarasota and love going to, um, well, St. Armand's Circle and all that. And they got some good bars and restaurants downtown. And So I know we're not supposed to ask this, but do you have any, like, birthday wishes this year, Jack? Uh, none that I can think of. I guess just maybe to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. At my age, that's about the best you can do. <laughs> but let's see if we've covered it all. I guess we have big sports weekend. The Bucks at New Orleans. That'll be Sunday at four, and the finally a home game. Packers are going to be here at four o'clock next week. But we got FSU at Louisville Saturday night, and USF at the Gators Saturday afternoon. So plenty of sports to check out this weekend. And by the way, I want to say a thank you to, uh, well, I think I might have done it, Sylvia Elliott in Dunedin. Um, but I guess we'll get together again come Monday Yep. on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.